Welcome to the Remote Property Sourcing Podcast. I'm Tom Wade. And I'm Tom Ashtosevsky. And in this podcast, you will learn how to build a six-figure remote property sourcing business from anywhere in the world. Without using credit checks, without prior experience, and without using your own money to buy property. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. You're here with me, Tomash, and with Tom. Hey man, how's it going? You're good? Yeah, I'm awesome, guys. I'm excited for this episode. Yeah, guys. So in, in this episode, we want to be diving into the, the ABC, the step-by-step of actually what happens when a deal, and if that comes when a deal comes in or a lead more accurately comes into the business and step-by-step from taking that through to sourcing that on. Because there is a bit of a process, isn't there, Tom, around uh, a lead calling in, their messaging in, whatever they're doing, whatever you're doing to attract those leads or going out to the market to bring leads into your business. When you have that lead, you have that conversation, there's a process that that really kicks off. And it usually starts with uh, a fact-finding call we're finding out what what the 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 vendor's problem is, what 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 what's the diagnosis of where they're at. From there, we're then in a position to do due diligence, and due diligence is a is a really key part of the process because of the fact that you want to check. Because unfortunately, guys, a vendor might not, you know, they for example, what's the value of the house? Well, they're probably going to say it's quite highly valued because they want to get as much money as possible for their property. So checking this fact, checking yeah. the statistics around the area and running through that deal process. So due diligence is that next part of the process. And beyond that, we then get into the offering and the final negotiation. And it going through there, we essentially negotiate we make that and there's a number of ways in which you can word and negotiate and that salesmanship um, around making that offer Um, and from there we start to look at contracts don't we Tom yeah absolutely I mean in terms of kind of painting the picture of how it would look for you as as a property sourcer you know obviously a leads come in right so you've done some form of marketing and the leads come in and then really like what Thomas said it's that initial call so finding out what their situation is going over their, uh, their information and I think what's really important is you're diving deep into are they a motivated seller or not do they have a problem that you can solve can you offer a lease option strategy can you offer a below market value strategy this is imperative that you understand this by the way guys I'm in, I'm in a hotel um, I, like, I literally live uh, as we teach <laughs> remotely I'm always in hotels or cafes so you might hear some coffees and stuff in the background, but far from that, that's not a part of the process. <laughs> but step two is, <laughs> are they motivated? Oh, yeah, is is for us. Yeah, are they motivated? You got to ask them questions, and then really, what you do from there is you value. So how do you do that? You go on the right move. You look at sold prices. What's selling in the streets? So if I've got a two bedroom house that's in good condition, I'm looking for a two bedroom house in good condition, as close to that street, or preferably within the street, so I can find. It's called a comp, comparable. Uh, and I'm going to do that for rent as well. And that's really kind of it. And then I'm going to get back preferably within 24 hours to 40 hours with an offer. So this offer, I want to make this clear to everyone that's a sourcer because here's what people think is I'm, I'm committed to buy the property if I make an offer, but you don't have, you're not committed to buy the property because it's just called a soft offer. So what it's called is an offer in principle. So you, you give them an offer in principle subject to an inspection. So let's just say they've accepted your offer. It's worth 100,000 and they've accepted 80,000 and they've accepted that offer. In principle, you sign a simple heads of terms, 
which is a very simple, it's, it's so simple, isn't it, Thomas? The heads of terms is literally just the price, the property address, your name. It, it's not legally binding, is it? But we get that signed, don't we? Because so we get some commitment, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the 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 the, the purpose of the document is in is in the name, a heads of terms. It is a term sheet. It's a commitment. It's stating in legalese what you have agreed between the two parties. And from that, you can then present that to a solicitor. They're able to see very clearly that Mr. Seller has agreed to sell his or her house for X. And it just states that in what term, et cetera, et cetera. And it gives commitment. And there's obviously a whole uh, process psychologically versus, yeah, 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 I'll do it, versus someone physically or digitally signing something it is that commitment. Yes. And how do you sign it? You know, our, our goal with this podcast is just tell you how you do things instead of just giving you the theory. How do you do it? You use um, hello sign, echo sign, or whatever as a digital signature. You get that contract over and they can set, they can sign it and send it back. And then here's what happens. If you're sourcing for yourself, let's just say you're the buyer, probably only one out of 100 people listening says will be the buyer. But if you are, you're probably going to go view the property, right? Inspect the property with a, with a professional surveyor or a builder or a RIC surveyor to make sure that you're getting a professional valuation. Well, this is what we, we recommend our buyers do. So our buyer is going to go inspect the person that we're going to source the deal to, and they will confirm that the property is in the same condition that we advertised it as and the seller advertised it as. And normally, how do you get these details? They send you a video or photos and you're relying on their transparency because you tell the seller we're going to do an inspection. So they would be they would be nuts to not tell you the truth. But, you know, we need an inspection. It's really important. So what happens then? An inspection happens 40 hours later. The inspection report comes back. If the property is the same price as we valued it at online, which uh, nine out of 10 times it is, as long as the seller told us the truth about the house condition, then what happens is we then move forward with the buyer and we say to Joe, Joe, you're the buyer. He goes, I'm happy with the inspection. Let's move it forward to solicitors. Solicitors have your heads of terms. They have um, an agreement as well, don't we, Thomas, with that buyer called like a, a fee agreement to make yep. sure that we're paid a thousand pounds to reserve the deal. And then the remaining is held by the solicitor, isn't it? And then released when that property actually exchanges. 24 hours after it exchanges, it's released yeah, into yeah. our chosen account. So, so th this is commonly referred to as an undertaking by the solicitor. And uh, when you've gone for a transaction with the solicitor, you will have your final statement at the end. If you're if you're buying property, if you've done this, you'll you'll know this. You'll be released a final statement. If you've got a mortgage, if you're if you're buying with cash. Basically, that final statement is almost like a final bill for the property purchase. So if you're, you're, you've got your mortgage payment on there, you know, you've raised a mortgage and it's 100 grand and you've got 25 grand to pay, it'll have 25 grand, it'll have your stamp duty, whatever that is, you know, a couple of grand, a few grand might be more, uh, your uh, legal fees. And then at the bottom of that will be the sourcing fee. And that is where you as a source will collect your fee and it is it is legally binding because it's part of the undertaking it's absolutely and this is really important guys you get the initial reservation fee to secure the deal when do you normally receive that fee sometimes before they view if they know the area it's refundable this is really important with the sourcing agreement it is refundable if 
the seller pulls out or the property is not in the same condition as advertised. However, the buyer can't pull out if that's not the case and the survey report can't prove that, okay? So that's how it works. So you get a lead, you screen the lead, number one. Number two, you value the lead with a desktop valuation. Number three, you make an offer. Number four, you send a heads of terms. Number five, you tell your buyer. Number six, he's gonna view and have an inspection. Number seven, a report comes back. Number eight, they say yes or no. If they want to move forward, then you assign them, them a solicitor. And you send the heads of terms to the solicitor. I'm a solicitor, we've agreed these terms. And they go, okay, great. And they take it from there. It's a very, very simple process. It's hard when you overthink it, though. So I think when you actually go through, we, what we do with our clients in our mentoring program is we help them go through a deal from start to finish as quickly as possible by taking action. I think a lot of this is all theory until you do it. When you do it, it, it makes sense. Is there little hiccups along the way? Sometimes, what's the hiccups, Thomas? The survey report comes back and it needs more work. Um, maybe a solicitor does um, a title check, looks on, on the deed of the property and there's, someone, there's another loan that they didn't tell you about or someone else is on the property. Uh, that's very rare if they're not transparent, but it, it, one out of 10, it can happen. Yeah. But apart from that, eight out, of, eight out of 10, two deals will fall out of bed. 20% of deals will fall out of bed. 80% will go through if you follow our proper process here, our proper freedom. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, in, in, in most cases, especially if you are looking at your, your general chimney pot, I suppose you call it your two, three bed, uh, semi or terrace average rental property, um, generally this, this process follows through really nicely. And just following that, going through, and you will find a couple fall out of bed, but it is it is normal part of the process. It's it's in the day, this is the same with any form of business as you go through. And I think this is important before we wrap up is timeframes. So usually if they're cash, it can get done in, I've, I've seen deals done in three days, actually, three days at cash at exchange. However, the average deal is four weeks. If it's a mortgage, you're probably a mortgage in principle, meaning they've already got a mortgage ready to go. That's probably about seven to eight weeks, usually. And that's it. So with that said, guys, um, you do need mentoring. I'm going to tell you. So you need us if you want to take it to the next level. And I'm selfishly saying that. I'm having a little joke as well as my sarcastic humor. But you need some mentor if you really want to accelerate the process. So what do you need to do? If you see the description, which is quite clear, you can see it in front of you, you'll see a link. You can apply, there's an application program. It could be closed depending on when you're listening to this. So if it's closed, the page will be closed. There's the waiting list. If it's open, good news, you can apply. So I look forward to chatting with you guys and that mentoring helps you accelerate this process. So yeah, see you in the next episode guys, peace out.